Say that's not the case, we'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one cup. It is Monday, March the 14th. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL adjacent podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson. And Will, we're back. We're back. Have you been licking wounds over the summer? Have you just been sitting there just thinking about that second half of the third quarter and the grand final? Has it been eating away inside of you, driving your fandom to new levels? Uh, much like Lance Whitnell at an away buffet, <laughs> I have had more on my plate, Charlie. <laughs> I have been dealing with flooding that has had nothing to do with backline tactics in the AFL. Uh, I have had what you would describe in AFL terms as a disrupted preseason. You know, you've been flying. You've yep. been on the track with Scott Dooley. You've been yep. doing footy fixes. Like you, I went, I went outside, got myself like a trainer who's working on my 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 banter, my footy references. <laughs> Although with Scott Dooley, there's a lot of hey hey at Saturday yeah, went to references. New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah, went overseas, went to some training camp for footy banter. Like it was all American stuff, but you think you can apply it to the AFL? Um, I have had the opposite preseason. In fact. I was surprised to learn that the season starts this week because I have had other things on my mind. So um, I'm one of those, it's been a speculation about whether I would even be available for selection in round one. And Tim Kelly style, I thought maybe I'll get COVID at the last minute and not have to rock up. Wow. that's Well, let's start there because that to me has been the most fascinating story in the off season is... What did West Coast do? What ladder did the West Coast walk under? Like, do you think that maybe there's some Faustian pact made in 2018 where the devil appeared to Adam Simpson and said, look, we can deliver you a premiership. We're going to deliver you the most dramatic, inspiring premiership. It's going to come down to the way. You're not going to leave the entire game. The last 90 seconds, that's where you're going to hit the front and it's going to be a goal, an impossible goal from the boundary line. But everything after that's going to fall to shit. Will you take this Faustian pact? I mean, I like that idea, but I think on a more practical level, Mark McGowan's gone to the AFL gods and he said, I want the AFL grand final in Perth. What can you do to make this happen? <laughs> and in return, you've always got to pay a price. And they're like, but in return, we're going to fuck up West Coast for ages. And he's like, fair deal. We want the grand final. I mean, this thing about, um, you know, Tim Kelly getting COVID on the back of Jack Darling finally agreeing to get vaccinated and coming back and now is out for six months. Like that, that, that to me was the most incredible part of it was like they finally, they finally wrestle Jack Darling back to the club. All those players who have been doing like press through gritted teeth saying, look, we don't support the decision, but we support the player. They finally get him back in. I imagine they hold him down as they like stick a needle in his arm and then he goes out and does, what is it, like a, an Achilles or, or something like that, lower leg injury? I love that you're asking me as if I know. I don't know what's happening at the Bulldogs, let alone at the West Coast Eagles. I wasn't even aware of the fact. I, I had heard vaguely that Jack Darling had got vaccinated. Like, I, I was aware of the fact that he had decided not to get vaccinated, which, you know, just reinforced everything that I secretly suspected about Jack Darling. You know, like sometimes when somebody reveals themselves to be who they are, you're just like, yeah, I kind of suspected that the whole time. Yeah. I never could really enjoy Kevin Spacey, even though I like the movies that he was in. <laughs> and then when it comes out, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's that why. makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, and Jack Darling fit that description for me. It 
felt like, um, and it was, you know, wasn't it refreshing to see an off-season West Coast Eagles story that had to do with drugs and somebody refusing to take them <laughs> rather than the other way around? Yeah. So, well, they're learning. In they're a way, it was refreshing. But don't you reckon West Coast generally or, or in past years, they're always the team that looks best when they come back from preseason. They come back, they're tanned. Those two-minute noodle haircuts look fantastic. Then maybe they've got some tips before round one. But you know it's a bad omen when they can't even feel like, you know, half their side is missing. I mean, forget about COVID top-ups. Like West Coast need top-ups now. West Coast need just general top-ups. What if we said you can have top-ups? Mm but they can only look like Western Australian footballers. What yeah. we've recognised about your team at the moment is that you just don't have a lot of dudes who look like Western Australian footballers. Yeah. So obviously we can't replace people at the highest level with the skill set. They're not available, right? That doesn't make any sense. But we could find some like guys who look like Western Australian AFL footballers and just drop them in. Yeah, so you just what you do is you just call up Just Jeans and say, who did your last catalogue? Just get some of those guys down. Get, tell them to bring the shark's tooth necklaces and the uh, the, Okan, the Okanui's and uh, tell them to come down to the club. We're going to put some boots on them. They're playing for the Eagles this weekend. Yeah, instead of the footy record, you just get out the Just Jeans catalogue. You say, this is in. Here are the ins. Yeah, what I love about that idea, can I say this, is, is yeah. that remember West Coast have form in this area because the big rumour, I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but the big rumour is that how Chris Judd met Beck Judd was that West Coast thought their best chances of keeping Chris Judd over there was if he married a local Western Australian girl. And yeah. so they went to like a modelling agency and said, who's really, really hot and who really loves living in Western Australia? Um, can we send them to a party that Chris Judd is at? And he met Beck. But the, the, the one flaw in their plan was Chris Judd whispered to Beck, you heard of Melbourne? <laughs> and she was like, that sounds good. It's going like, over there. One day I see you reading the news or doing the weather on Channel 9 and Tony Jones is going to try and kiss you and you're going to humiliate him on national yeah. TV. That's what I see. That's what I see in your future, That's my Beck. dream. <laughs> well, there's a lot of big stories <laughs> coming into this season, Well, I think the biggest one – well, okay. Uh, to me, the biggest story of the year is um, the great white shark known as Clarko just circling the AFL right now. There's about three coaches, I'd say, who'd be feeling a little bit nervous. Like you got Stewie Jew, you got Brett Ratton, and then, I don't know, let's throw in another coach who has like a terrible season, Adam Simpson, maybe. So you've got this great white shark, or maybe even Leon Cameron, I believe he comes out of contract then this year. So I was thinking about, you know, I had this discussion about what motivates Clarko and Clarko's not really, you know, it's not, it's not like the Malcolm Blight coming to St Kilda, here's a million bucks a season. Clarko wants legacy. So let's just say, okay, out of, yeah. out of three clubs where you could build a legacy right now. So you've got GWS have yet to win a flag. Can I just say this before we get, before we get to the legacy? Yeah. Can we just linger a moment on how much Clarko must be loving this? Oh, like, yeah. Like in a way, this, this period for Clarko is much better than when he'll actually have to get back and prove yep. himself again and start the job and do all those sort of things. At the moment, he's basically Robert Redford in Indecent Proposal. Like, he's just walking around to going, I could fuck your wife. And they would, <laughs> they would be way up for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Seriously. Like, that's exactly what, well, yeah, I just think, I just hear the Jaws music. Like, if you're a coach who's like, you know, so uh, Brett Ratton's out of contract, Leon Cameron's out of contract, Stewie Jew, I believe, is out of contract. 
And their three clubs, uh, you know, two haven't won a flag and one has the longest drought. So they, to me, are the three biggest candidates for like, dun, 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 dun. here comes Clarko. But if you're Clarko and it's not about money, it's about legacy, what is the greatest challenge? Like what will be the greatest proof of your genius as a coach? Will it be taking the most perennially unsuccessful club, St Kilda, which has a tendency, 18 or 13 coaches since Alan Jeans have tried and failed to get this club a second flag. Will it be Gold Coast, the basket case that no one can fix, no matter how many high draft picks they get? Or is it GWS, which is kind of like a better Gold Coast? What do you think is the, what would be the greatest legacy for Clarko? Here's what I predict. Um, Clarko goes to Gold Coast. It's the biggest challenge, the most AFL money, you know, like, yeah, good lifestyle. Clarko manages within two years to get uh, Gold Coast with all that talent that they have available. The fact that, like, King has re-signed. I did see that. I felt very bad for you. I was going to send you a text message, oh. but it was in the middle of, like, the floods and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> is it appropriate for me to go, are you okay, Charlie, about King re-signing on the Gold Coast? <laughs> I think it would be a, a damning indictment of my character if that was the number one thing on my mind when you texted me. I know, but how did you feel about it? You I'm, okay? actually, I'm, I'm actually okay with it. I'm actually okay with it. We okay. have a king. We don't need another one. It's fine. All right. So um, Gold Coast win the premiership in two years after Clarko takes over. Yep. And then Clarko, they win, they, they play the grand final uh, you know, in front of like six or 7,000 Gold Coast fans <laughs> and they win... And then Clarko loads the entire team onto a boat, like Spirit of Tasmania style. Like they literally, this is how they celebrate. He's like, we're getting you on a party boat. We're going to have a great time. You just won the premiership. And he sails them all the way to Tasmania and he coaches Tasmania. Oh, so he's going to go the double legacy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he, he, he takes the Gold Coast team to Tasmania and then wins the premiership with that team in Tasmania. So same team, but different state. Well, okay. Well, if just say um, Gold Coast to fire predictions this year and uh, mm. they win a final. So Stroudy get not only gets a minute to finals, but they win a final. And he yeah. still hasn't re-signed by the end of the year and Clarko's still available. Mm. Is he gone? Yeah. Is Stuart Jew gone no matter what? Well, if Clarko's available, Stewie Jew's in trouble. Because any result, any result's tough for Stewie Jew, like in that situation, right? Because it's the... Brett Ratton at Carlton thing a little bit. Like, this yeah. is what they could do, which is they say, well, if Brett Ratton can get them this far, imagine what Mick Malthouse could do with this team, right? Or whatever. You know, this is, yeah. that's the thinking that gets you to that place. And I think if Stewie Jew gets them to the finals, all the AFL are thinking, imagine what Clarko could do with them if Stewie Jew can get them to the final. And so you think GWS is not even a consideration? I mean, that's a more, probably of the three lists, that's probably a more tr attractive list they've got bit more stars they're better set up for a premiership tilt is there any attraction for Clarko going there I mean I guess there's an expiration date on any coach right like yep. and Leon Cameron's been there a while now and I mean they've played finals finals all but one year in, in his tenure or something yeah and high finals like you know not just like first week of the finals they've like gone very deep and there was a couple of years you know but for a bit of luck yeah, the results definitely could have gone the other way and they could have a premiership or two, right? So yeah. tough on him, but every coach has an expiry date. And again, Robert Redford's walking <laughs> around with a checkbook going, could I please fuck your wife? <laughs> 
Well, let's not waste any more time, Will. This is the uh, first episode of Two Guys One Cup for 2022. So let's do our traditional season preview uh, in which we go through each club alphabetically. Do you want to take it in turns or do you want to be a team and we'll try and guess? Between the two of us, our two uh, pea-sized AFL brains, we'll try and see if we can work out who the coach, oh. the captain and the best and fairest player is. What do you reckon? I I think by the time we get to best and fairest, there'll be teams where I can't name a player. <laughs> like anything that I knew about football last year has dropped out of my head for more important shit in the last few months. And so I think it's going to take me a while to get back in the swing of it. So I think as a team, let's okay, try to let's do, do it, it as, as a team. team. Because previously we've shown that we are completely inept at doing this, like, you know, when it's one-on-one. So let's try to nut it out as a team and see how we go. And also uh, another two guys, one cup tradition. Um, we will, after we uh, do a little preview of the team, we will say, I'm just getting a pen out because I want to try and see if I can keep note of this. Will they finish top six, middle six or bottom six? I know this is a, a ranking system that infuriates uh, nearly all our listeners, but I will not, I will not, I've been reading a lot of Dr. Zeus uh, to my daughter, I will not, I shall not uh, uh, try and name a ladder position. I will give you top six, middle six, bottom six. Uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a vibe. Exactly. Kind of it's, thing. it's, it's six, six, six. It's our number of the beast. It's yeah. our satanic message that we try to slip into this podcast. <laughs> um, the only way that we will stop doing the top six, middle six and bottom six rankings is if the AFL expands to a, a, a next team. Yeah, exactly. that's it. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only thing way. Stop it. So come on, Tazzy. All right. Okay. We're starting off with the Adelaide, Crows. Um, uh, our producer podcast, Mike, is standing by with the answers. So, Mike, we'll let you know when we when we're stumped. Okay. So, I think this is. I think this is. I, I can. I, I'm going to have a crack, and you tell me what you think. So, the coach is Matthew Nix. Okay. That sounds right. Okay. <laughs> we're off to a bad start if it's not <laughs> good. Good that you said a name that I remember. I think it is Matthew Nix. I'm glad you didn't throw that one to me first. I believe the best and fairest winner from last year was Rory Laird. And the oh, yeah, that's good. And I think the captain is old. Uh, what's his face? He's um, you know, Rory, Rory Sloan. Sloan. Rory, Rory Sloan. Would Rory you agree Sloan's with those three? Still? I honestly would have had no idea who their best in Paris would be, so I'm happy to go with Laird. Um, I think Sloan's I, unless there was like some off season changeover, but I think Sloan's still captain. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Can you uh, please tell us? Just reveal. All, All three, three correct. correct. Oh, this Fantastic. is a stick. Good this start. This is a very strong start for two guys, one cup. <laughs> Highly unusual. This is. <laughs> I'm oh, a bit fast out upset. of the blocks. A lot of excitement about this season. I mean, could you name me one other player? Maybe I'm in that older player category. You know, You're like right. I just need wily. to do rest. Like I don't need to come back with the young players. I need to. I need to play smarter. Well, I mean, all you did was just agree with me. I'm the one who actually came up with the names. You just said, yeah, sure, I think Mate, so. Sometimes you need someone just to say yes. Okay. Sometimes you need someone to you know, sometimes you need someone to kick it to pluck it, you know what I mean? I mean, can you name well, me another uh, Adelaide player besides those two, Rory Sloan and, and um, Rory Laird? Yeah, um, Tex Walker, who I've heard nothing but good things. Good about. things, just all great, great press for Dex. Um, yeah. They have um, Darcy Fogarty, I believe. Oh, um, there's the, the young forward thrill, with the thrill, interesting name. Thrillthorpe. 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 Phil, yeah. Phil Thorpe. Thrill, thrill House. Rusty, Rusty Philthorpe. Dusty Philthorpe. Fuffy, fuffy still morp. Fuffy, um, fuffy, did you say fuffy still morp? <laughs> fluffy still morp. 
No, thanks. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the Adelaide Crows. Um, I think they finished second last last year. The, the Kangaroos mm-hmm. finished bottom of the ladder. Uh, they're in a rebuild. Um, clearly, uh, they've, they've been sort of compiling those draft picks. I mean, Darcy Fogarty, who I named, was one of their high draft picks. He hasn't come along. I think the 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 press on Adelaide is that these youngsters that there's youngsters that they've brought in the last two or three years haven't come on as quickly as they would have hoped. So they are in a rebuild, but it's the jury's still out on whether or not these players are actually going to turn out to be any good. Um, as a supporter of a club that's been in a 10-year rebuild, I understand. <laughs> I know how this goes. Uh, just make sure you didn't take the player uh, before uh, Bontempelli and the player before Christian Petrarca. That's what you want to try and avoid when you're drafting. Now, I don't know if we're legally obliged to do this, but I'm going to say it on the record. Obviously, there's been some news about the fact that Caroline Wilson and Sam McClure have had to retract some stories around the Adelaide preseason camp. And uh, um, look, we've made a lot of jokes on this podcast over the years. I'd like to apologise to the Adelaide Crows for any insinuation that at their pre-season camp, they might have stood around naked and held each other's dicks. That clearly, I'm going to hand back any awards that we won for that comedy. Those riffs. (laughs) I refuse. I refuse to to hand back any awards. In fact, I refuse to believe that that's not true. You refuse. You're still like, no, it'll be proved one day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like those people who think that Trump won the election. I'm like, I'm sorry. I yeah. don't care what the facts say. I think that that story is true. I think that they definitely did the baby elephant walk. Well, okay. But now that the camp stuff has been cleared up, does yeah. that mean that Adelaide go in with a bit of a fresh slate and it it boosts them up the ladder a little bit? Uh, no. I don't see – I think I think Adelaide um, will finish in the bottom six, but uh, more likely the bottom four. That is my prediction for the Adelaide Crows. I think maybe five to six wins this year. That's what I think. Uh, I am going to say bottom six, definitely. Um, yeah, probably bottom four. I agree. Basically, so far, I've just said everything you've said. Anyway, haven't watched a lot of footy <laughs> over the summer. <laughs> I did uh, watch a bit of the um, uh, the community series, and mm-hmm. it's some, there's, there, there's a playing place for Essen, a tall ruckman whose surname is also Cox, and you have Mason Cox, and you've got this tall ruckman mm-hmm. for Essen who's a Cox, and then you had like Dean Cox. Can you think of a player with the surname Cox who's played football who hasn't been big? I mean, I think you laughed out of the game at an early age. <laughs> this is what we're hearing, right? This is juvenile neighbor. Yeah, so if you're like a, a small cox, like you don't want to be a tiny cox, you know, a nippy cox. Like, you know, you want to be a big cox. And the game whittles out people who aren't big. Like that, they can't handle the banter in the dressing room. In the change rooms, yeah. Well, I mean, there was a great bit of commentary <laughs> with Joey Montagna uh, where he said that Merritt goes looking for cox. And probably finds him. That's what I. That's what I would say. He's very accurate by foot. He'll deliver it right I mean, to Cox. He's a ball magnet, and the Cox, <laughs> as we know, right near the balls. So, all right, let's move on to Brisbane. The Brisbane Lions um, uh, have bombed out of subsequent uh, prelim finals, but who knows? This might be the year that they that they get it together. Um, okay, so we know the coach of this team. We love Chris Fagan, Dennis Pagan. The captain, I think, is Dane Zorko. Yes. And the best and fairest, oh, that's a, that's an interesting one. I Would it be, I mean, Charlie? Hugh, Hugh McCluggage had a great season, like had a really good season. Um, yeah. 
Um, what uh, about that other guy? Is it Bailey? What's his name? Is it Zach Bailey? Zach Bailey? No. Is that his name? I mean, Zorko had a great season. Is it Zorko? Did he? Did Zorko? So, I'm, no, I think you're right. I'm going to say McLuggage. Do, do, you, do you want to say McLuggage? Let's say McLuggage is their best okay. and fairest. So, right. Chris Fagan, uh, Dane Zorko, uh, McLuggage. Uh, Mike, how close were we? Oh! Oh, fuck, Will. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be sorry. Uh, there was no reason to trust or believe me. I did not know the season started this week. Clearly, you'd been on a streak. I was with you. I was like, whatever Charlie reckons, it's probably the case. And I brought him up in the first place. I put that on me. I should have been no, that was good. Zorko. All right. This is how we'll do it, is we'll just right. alternate, where uh, we'll defer to me on this one because it's my go, and we'll defer to you on okay. the next one. That'll, that'll be our <laughs> okay. strategy going All forward. Right. So if we don't know, okay. we just defer to whoever's goal it is. Um, okay. Now, okay. Brisbane looked good. But what you're saying uh, is, at the moment, is that you've had two goes. So it really should be my why? go this time. On, on because next we one, didn't go on, with on Carlton. Yeah, 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 right. Okay, so we go we go with yours on the next one. Okay, uh, predictions for Brisbane. So most people are saying, uh, if not premiership favourites, definitely grand finalists. They get um, uh, they get a couple of handy players back in. Uh, uh, you know what's his name? Little um, had did his knee last year. You know, uh, Rainer Cam Rainer. Cam Rainer's back. Um, Got a new haircut, so he, I believe. I, I did see Cam oh. Rainer. And he's got like a short haircut, I believe. I have not seen that. Oh, that's right. I've heard he and um, and and Hipwood have shaved, have shaved, both shaved their heads. Yeah. So Eric Hipwood, who I think did his knee in like round fourteen, so probably won't be back till the middle of the year. But they've both shaved their heads. And you know, like I'm an old school footy guy, where you know when that player who's been a bit flashy in the past, maybe he's had a mullet or whatever, when he comes back with a shaved head, you know he means business. Yeah. Whereas when Hipwood comes back with a shaved head, that's a weird look. Like yeah, he's got like a weird shuttlecock. head at the best of times. I don't he's know got a tiny, tiny head. I mean, it does balance out though with Joe Danaher though. I do like the, maybe that's mm. what he was trying to do. Cause he used to have the right. ponytail, the man bun. And it's like, no, no, we want, when we say we want a two pronged forward line, mm. we literally mean we want two things that look like prongs. So we've got Joe's head. That's very prongy. We need a second prong. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I think, yeah, I, I would say they're definitely a, a top six team, of course, in our ranking system, but I would suggest that they are absolutely top four. And my my gut instinct is that they're probably second favourite. If I had to lock it in, I would say they're second favourite. Behind Melbourne? Well, we'll get to it. But yes, <laughs> spoilers <laughs> behind Melbourne. <laughs> oh, geez, don't hold me in suspense, Will. I, I wonder who you could be talking about. Is it the team that piled on 15 behind, unanswered goals in the last my... game of the season? <laughs> oh really i have not heard about that <laughs> uh yeah uh, i i i'm definitely top six i think this is an interesting year because there's going to be a bit of pressure on them in the prelims because they either fulfill their destiny when they've got all their players back or if they don't do it this year if they if they bomb out of another prelim they're going to get tagged with chokers that's what they're going to be known as chokers yeah I don't know. I don't think they are chokers, though. I think that they've just, like, they're a good team and they just haven't had all the luck yet. I just don't feel like they are chokers. I feel like they're just a... To me, if Melbourne doesn't win the Premiership, I would have thought the team most likely is Brisbane. All right. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Now, you're talking Premiership favourites. If you haven't been following the media, this this team is the newly installed Premiership favourites. I'm talking, of course, of Carlton. There is so much optimism and there is so much hype around the Blues. And look, 
we've got friends who work for Carlton and, and I want them to be happy. But at the same time, I'm already sick of this shit. Like, you know how I feel. Like, we don't want to open the door back to Carlton being good. They have the worst supporters going around. They've been very quiet for 22 years. I've loved it. I've loved it. Every time they get a bit uppity, it all, fall, it all fell apart. They're doing it again. But the problem is I quite like Michael Voss and everything he's come out and said I've quite liked. I think he's a, I think he's a good coach and he's been saying the right things. But part of me wants this to all fall apart. I mean, I he was one of my favourite footballers. You know, one of those footballers that you love so much that, you know, you just watch their games because you want to see them play. You don't care that they don't play for your team. In fact, you enjoy them playing well against your team because that's how much you enjoy watching that player. Michael Voss was that for me. I just thought he was such a complete, excellent footballer. And I thought that he was badly treated with what happened at Brisbane. And I'm glad he's found a way back to coach a team. And so I wish him success. You know, you want to see him be successful. But I am like you, not too successful. Yeah. And also, I'm very careful about this now because there's been a pattern established on this podcast over the time we've done it, which is whatever team we say is going to be shit ends up in a couple of years. The running joke on the show ends up becoming the premier. This is a pattern. So yeah, Richmondy. It was year one for us. It was all about Richmondy being Richmondy, and like, you know, we basically turned them around. Yep. And then we, I'm in Melbourne. We rode so hard, disappointing for so so much time. Even before that, the whole reason we started this podcast was we, yeah. you know, two guys, one cup. Both our teams have one premiership cup. Like that was we're meant to commiserate about how bad our it's teams true. were, and then. You guys win the flag. And then the Bulldogs and then, Yeah, Richmond. Yeah. Yeah, so it's Melbourne. Like, and so yeah. if you're most likely, what is the team that we have most written off in the last few years, most been disappointed, that has followed that pattern? It's Carlton. Yeah, I know. I don't see. Well, that's why. And we'll get to the Saints. But I've got a slogan. I've got a slogan for the Saints this year that I'm hoping will drive us to premiership glory. But we'll save that okay. to when we get the latter half the ladder. So, Carlton. Um Top six, middle six, bottom six. Oh, so we haven't done... Uh, so Michael Voss is the coach. Oh, oh yeah. So Michael Voss, that. Patrick Cripps is uh, the captain. Patrick and... Cripps is the captain. Who was the best and fairest? Well, well Harry Sam McKay... Walsh, surely. Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah, it would be Sam Walsh. Well, McKay I mean, won the Coleman. It'd, so it'd be, it'd be... Yeah, it'd be Sam Walsh, definitely. Um, uh, Mike, can you... Whose turn is answers, it? Please? Is it my turn? Yeah, it's my turn. Oh, Let's go with Sam Walsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good, good Thank result. All right. Uh, podcast Mike, who is uh, producing our show this year, um, he's uh, hasn't been an avid football follower, but has declared 2022 as no. uh, Mike's year of footy. Um, he's going to use Two Guys One Cup as part of his education, um, but he has bloodlines tying him to a legendary footballer. By the way, using can we just say using using Two Guys One Cup as a introduction <laughs> to football is kind of. The equivalent of going sending your kid to a Steiner school, is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, where yeah. they're like, yeah, maths and English are overrated. <laughs> you want to learn how to play the bongos? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, um, yes, he's related to da Daniel Jan Syracuse, um, uh, formerly Western Bulldogs, of course, superstar, um, famously handsome. There was a character on the TV show Lost, you know, that was basically this char the character that never aged. And he was played by this incredibly... He's the guy who plays the mayor in the Dark Knight movies. Oh, incredibly yeah. Eyeliner. Good guyliner guy. Yeah, Guyliner. Like they call him Guyliner. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, he, Daniel Jansen accuser is that guy of the AFL. He's got yeah, this, like, just... 
you know, perfect, ageless, handsome quality about him. And uh, our very own podcast, Mike, is a, a, a cousin, football royalty. Second cousin. At the Bulldogs. Second cousin, I believe, yeah. Second cousin. Which, well, I mean, yeah, there's a... But I thought as part of like the show this year, like um, we could do a segment maybe called Educating Mike, <laughs> where Mike okay, can bring in good. something he doesn't understand that he's noticed over the weekend of football. And we can educate Mike. What do you reckon? Well, can we get it a little bit closer to the pun for open mic? Is there some oh, sort yeah. of play on open mic, you know, that we can Close do like mic. educate Mike? Um, like, um, um, okay, um, we'll, we'll put that. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work That'll on that. That'll be our production meeting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Carlton, um, I'm going to say middle six. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm loathe to say top six, but that's what the, the media is saying. I do feel like genuinely that they could sort of finish bottom half of the top eight or they could not make the finals at all. So I'm going to say middle six. I am also going to say middle six. I, yeah, I think so. And I'm, I'm going to hold any of my harsher judgments about Carlton because I don't want them to come back to haunt me later. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Well, I think I at this know. time last year... Pro- I mean... Well, Sam Walsh is not playing you hear about Patrick Cripps. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, so, so mm. Sam Walsh is, is out for the first month. So that's not ideal and i believe they've got i think well liam jones obviously has decided not to continue playing football because he didn't want to get vaccinated so that's like that's quite a big out he was playing quite well for them um but they they look patrick cripps is healthy that's the one thing you noticed across the community series which was very different is that he looks like that midfield bull he used to be he's just like tossing players around like I think we forgot because he was so banged up. But do you remember? And this is why I don't want Carlton to do well because their bloody supporters are ungrateful. Do you remember Carlton supporters were calling for him to get traded mm-hmm. last year? They were like, oh, send him yeah. back to WA. He's done. And I and believe it's like, if you go back we, and listen to us, we were like, well, you can trade him to our clubs. Thank you very much. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> He's you awesome. motherfuckers act like you forgot about Crips. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Next team, uh, also in the Seas, uh, we're talking about Collingwood new coach mm-hmm. uh, a son of a gun brought Ooh. in through the draft Dacos two well Dacos three really uh-huh. um uh new coach uh and Mason Cox you know what I, I do think about that is can we just on the Dacos thing? yeah because the Nick way you Dacos. said it Dacos two oh sorry Dacos three it yeah. does feel a little bit like that and I feel bad for the the first Dacos the original Dacos like I feel like it's a an underrated movie I'm like, that Dacos is really good too. I know you're super excited about this new Dacos, but the old, I think the old Dacos is a little underrated when you're talking about, you've already got a really good Dacos. Now you've got a really excellent Dacos, but it's well, like it's, a, it w- a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> well, from all accounts, uh, he he would have gone number one. If it wasn't a father's son, he would have, he was the standout. Uh, aside from Jason Horn Francis or Horn Francis, whoever plays for North Melbourne. Um but they're an interesting one, Colin, because if you actually look at their list, they still have a lot of like A graders. They've got <clears throat> a couple of people who probably should be in jail, but they've definitely got a lot of A graders on their list. Uh, Mason Cox has got permission to wear his sunglasses uh, not only at night, but um, under the roof at Marvel. Um, Is that right? Yeah. He's going to be wearing his sunglasses in the season proper. Now, did I hear somebody has coined it Goggle Cox? Which I like. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Maybe someone has. I haven't heard that. But goggle Cox, big Cox, uh, a big Cox can see clearly now. I mean, if you read about <clears throat> what his eye injury was, it's quite horrifying. I can't believe that he's even willing to sort of 
play football again. I mean, there's also, there's another player, I think maybe it was Rory Sloan. There's another player who had a similar eye injury, which like, it's like a detached retina where you can potentially go blind. And this is why I can never be a professional athlete. Like just the hint of that, I'd be like, well, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. Thanks. I don't, I don't need to risk that. But Mason Cox has decided he'll just put on these um, Cyclops glasses and, and take the field again. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit like you. My retinas and I have like separation anxiety if we spend <laughs> too much time apart from each other. I'm like, no, I like you right here, thank you. All right. So, um, coach is Craig McRae. Captain, I believe, is still Scott Pendlebury. Uh, and then best and fairest. The name Ooh. that comes to mind is Taylor Adams. But I don't know. I thought he was oh, injured yeah. for part of last year. I don't know if he played a full season. Or then Darcy Moore is the obvious one. He's their best player. But then he was also injured for large portions of the year last year as well. I'm going to say Darcy Moore didn't. Because I reckon I would have heard about it if Darcy Moore did. And I have not heard about who won this. Whereas like if Taylor Adams won it, that's like a real under the radar. Yeah, of course, Taylor Adams won the best and fairest at Collingwood. You don't hear about it, right? Or, or Braden Maynard, like he seems to be one of those guys. I was going to say Braden Maynard. Mm. Well, should we say Braden Maynard? But again, Maynard, I think you would have heard. No, I think no. you would have heard if Braden, like if, don't you think uh, Yeah, you but I might have heard, that? but I would have if immediately forgotten. No, I think that, no, because his name's Braden. Braden Maynard. Yeah, it's really that's, weird. That's a sticky It sounds like an insult. It. I mean, if I called you yeah. Braden Maynard, oh, shut the up, you Braden Maynard. Maynard. <laughs> I'd be like, why is Charlie so mad at me? <laughs> yeah. um, should we go with Braden Maynard? I mean, if that's what our bloody guts are telling no. us, you always go with your gut. Let's so go, go with Taylor Adams. Tyler Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, could you tell us, please? Oh. God damn it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Crisp. So it was, it, can people hear Mike? Is that on the podcast? Like, do people no. hear him? No. They or do we have to repeat him. what he says? Okay. Yeah, so we have to repeat. So it's Jack, Jack Crisp. Crisp. Uh, that does make sense. Uh, but Braden Maynard was second. So we weren't actually far off with that answer that I thought was completely wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I think there's been a lot of talk about Braden Maynard. Before the captaincy went back to Pendles, there was a lot of talk about who could their next captain be. And Braden Maynard put his hand up and everyone was like, put your hand down. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like Apparently he's like, he was a captain all through his juniors. You know, he's a real leader around the club. For all intents and purposes, no one wants to be wants him to be captain of the pies. So it's like, yeah, well, a lot of the time he also puts his hand up on the field when he's apologising to the umpire for the fifty metres he's just given away. Um, Okay, top six, middle six, bottom six, bottom six. Yeah, bottom six. I think so. I do feel like maybe they could surprise some people. For instance, we play them round one on Friday night, and I would not be surprised if it's in. Even though we'll go in favourites, it's one of those. That's one of those games you could see Collingwood just like jumping out of the blocks, you know, new coach and uh, and, and beating us. But um, I hope they don't. I really hope they don't. Uh, okay, next team is the mighty Essendon Bombers, who, much like Carlton, are soaking up a lot of the love. Uh, made the finals last year. Didn't win it because they haven't won a final in 3,000-something days. If uh, Do you follow that Twitter account? <laughs> Essendon last won I the final. I don't, in... but I'm familiar with it. <laughs> yeah, um... okay. I mean, yeah. So, okay. So their coach is um, John Longmire. No, Justin Longmire. No. Um, no. No? no. Oh, that's Freeman. Um, yeah, Ben Rutten. Uh, ben Rutten horse, is their horse. coach. Uh, no, what's his name? No, like truck. His name He's a truck. Else. Optimus truck. Prime. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Transformer. Uh, ben Truck Rutten is the coach. That's right. Yes, okay. Um, oh, it would have to be Darcy Parrish. Dyson he... Heppel? 
you would be the captain and Darcy Parrish would be the best and fairest. That would, because he, he, he didn't he rack up possession after possession, came like second or third in the Brown though or something like that. Darcy Parrish he had a good season, last but Merritt had a very good season as well. And Merritt, like, because Merritt's too busy looking for, looking for Cox. <laughs> if, if, there was a lot of speculation about whether Merritt would leave and then he ended up having this like incredible season. I I think it was Merritt. You think it's Parrish. Whose turn is it? I think is it, it has to be Parrish. Uh, your turn. Okay, I'm going to go with Merritt. I'm just going to... Mike, let's see what podcast Mike has to say. Ah, Merritt. Fucking hell, so Will. Merritt, you are so... Merritt won. Parrish was second. You, How's that? You are so good at this. I, you are right. You should well, never do a preseason again. Yeah. This is like... You're like that country footballer who can smoke a pack of cigarettes, need a pie yeah. on the way to the ground and still kick 10. Too much information is my enemy. I get inside my own head. I'm basically yeah. going through this with the theory of, have you heard of this player? Yeah. 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 I, that, that's the thing. I've got, there's four or five players I know at Essendon. Jake Stringer would have been another one. I reckon he would have finished top five. He had a pretty good year. Uh, Draper, the Ruckman. Um, people seem to like, and then <clears throat> Nick Hind on the halfback flank. They're the they're the players that I would have said would be in their top five. Uh, Essendon though look good. They're good, and I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not as wary of Essendon as Carlton. Like for some reason, even though they're one of the big four Victorian clubs, and they gave the Saints hell right through the '80s, I don't have the same disdain for Essendon. I think maybe because they've been through so much as well, and I kind of like Dyson Heppel. He seems like a good guy. Um, but I don't want them to go too far. I think they're going to be a top six side. I reckon this could even be the year that they win a final. But having said all that, nothing would give me greater pleasure than to see the season fall apart for some reason. I just that 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 would also make me really happy. Yeah, I think they'll probably finish in the top six. That seems about right. Um, I think they're probably a good team that's getting better really quickly. And if it all comes together at the right time, I could see them. You know being like a definitely a top six, maybe even a top four team. Um, if Tipper's not playing, then I am less fond of Essendon. And yeah. so like when Anthony McDonald, Tipper Woody is playing, I really love Essendon. He, yeah. when he's not playing, I'm, I can be like, nah, fuck Essendon. So to me, whether I care about them winning or losing is going to depend a lot on whether Wallace playing. Will, I've got three words for you. Two mm. meter Peter. Oh, that's right. That motherfucker fucked us up the last year too. Two meter Peter. <laughs> he, he, I was watching uh, the community game against the Saints and Jen was sitting next oh. to me and uh, she heard Mo Joey Montagna refer to him as two meter Peter and she was sort of only half listening. She's like, hang on, what? And I said, oh, yeah, that's two meter Peter. <laughs> and she just <laughs> cracked up know. every time. <laughs> every time he went near the ball and they called him two meter Peter. I'm like, I know though. It works. <laughs> it's so perfect. It, it's really certain names find you and two meter Peter found him and it's perfect. Um, all right. Um, let's move over to the West, uh, to the mighty Frio Dockers. Um, you already named the coach here. So we know it's Justin Longmuir, yeah. not Jason, John Longmire. Um, Justin Longmuir. The captain, uh, of course, would be Nat Five, and the best and fairest winner. That's a, uh, I mean, name me three other Ooh. Frio players: Matt Tabner, oh boy, uh, Sonny Walters, Dave yeah. Mundy, who's like forty-five years old now, 
Uh, did Monday had a no bad Rory. season again though, didn't he? He's all, he's always yeah. good. He's eating soup. Um, um, Rory Lobb. Oh, Brayshaw. Angus Brayshaw. Yeah, good. yeah. And he's due to come um, good. But who would have won their best and fairest last year? What about? Um, oh, I have no idea what his name is. Um, oh, yes, I do. Uh, Darcy something, Darcy or Darcy something. Sean Darcy had a Sean Darcy. All Australian is Sean Darcy. Is that his name? Sean Darcy. I think I so. I reckon yeah, he yeah. might have bloke. had a really good season. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to trust you. You've been right every other time. So, uh, oh, Mike, we're going to say Justin <laughs> Longmuir, Captain Nat Fife, um, and Sean Darcy, <laughs> if that's actually his name. <laughs> if that indeed is his name. <laughs> if that is. <laughs> three, three from three. Three for three. Will, you are a goddamn prodigy. All right. This is amazing. Never watching a game again. Not gonna, <laughs> I'm just, you're going to have to keep me. You know what I three think it is? Three. I honestly believe what? is that I've only heard the real basic bare minimums of anything. The top and line so news. The small it's... amount of it, the top line stuff, the small amount yeah. of information that might leak through. Whereas I've got nothing else in my mind about who's been flying preseason or even the names of other players. Now, in your um, uh, absence from AFL over the summer, did you miss Nat Feist's new look? Have you missed all of that? I have missed it. I know I I was aware there was a new look, but I Mike, have not even seen the new look. While we're talking, can you please find a photo of Nat Fife and his goatee, the one that he's been sporting this summer? Because I don't know how to describe it, but like if you told me this was a photo of Nat Fife, like he had gone to a fancy dress party as David Brent, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. Or Elliot Goblet. He's decided to go <laughs> as Elliot Goblet. Uh, it's a bizarre... It was a bizarre choice. And he's also kind of lost the, the kind of long surfy locks. You know, he had really, really long hair at one point last year. He looked like he was in mm. like a grunge band from the 90s. Well, now he has this really sort of like, it's like he's let his roots grow out. Um, uh, 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 and he's, he's, he's grown, he's just cropped it really short. So he's got short, dark, curly hair. And then this beard, have you clicked on that link? Oh. 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 Just, oh. Yeah, what do you think of that? Okay. Well, firstly, yeah. here's what I'm going to say. I do not like it. I am absolutely 100% against it. Um, let me, it's almost too much to take in all at once. Ugh. Um, okay. Yeah, it's gross. Let's, okay. Oh, oh, I can barely actually stand to look at it. It's really yeah. repulsive well, the, me. Like, it's like, it's like actually the, the good... Nat Five was murdered by Nat Five from the future and has come back and like it's like evil Nat Five. Exactly. Like, do you remember in Knight Rider where David Hasselhoff had an evil twin who drove like he, mm. so Knight Rider's car was called Kit. The the evil Knight Rider his car was called like Cat or something like that, and it was played by David Hasselhoff, and it was David Hasselhoff with like a little goatee beard, and that's exactly what this looks like. The good news is you know who he's this shaved is? it off. This is fat. This is uh this is fat, fat knife. knife. This is who this is. <laughs> fat knife. That's a great hip hop name. What's an MC name? I'm Fat Knife. Boom, cutting two MCs like they need gonna take their life. Uh, <laughs> fat Knife. Um, he shaved it yeah. off. In fact, he he posted a strange video that a few people um, even suggested yep. was a two guys. Sorry, hang on, Charlie. Video. I'm just oh, gonna. Sorry. I'm gonna, gonna get my get suit. suit. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, no, thank you, my love. That's really great. Thank you. Uh, oh boy, here it is. That's what we've been waiting for. What kind of soup is it? Wait, I'm back. What kind of soup? It's um, vegetable soup. 
It's a vegetable soup that I'm going to eat. It was made by our friend Bruce. Big shout out to our friend Bruce and her partner, Vorno, who barracks for Carlton and may have been yeah. one of the people referenced in the earlier yeah. opinions about I think what sort of exactly season is. Carlton was going to He's gonna... been driving me mental. He keeps sending me articles, like articles about like interviews with Michael Voss and stuff as if I give a shit. Um, there was a video that Nat Fife posted that a few people attributed to us where it's him shaving off the goatee. It's just like a, a video of him in the mirror shaving off his goatee. And it's, it's got real Joker-esque vibes. It's like that moment where the Joker climbs into the fridge. You know, it's just weird. It's like, what is going on? Which kind of excites me a little bit. Like, he- Well, it, interestingly enough, I've, I believe that um, over the preseason, he's been doing a lot of uh, stairs training, <laughs> um, dancing up and down stairs, <laughs> yep. like to really work his lower body and his core strength. And he walked into the club and he actually said to the other players, he said, a football club is a society. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but I feel like, um, okay, Frio, um, they feel like a middle six side to me. Not quite bad, not quite good. They could win a lot of games at home this year. I think that, well, depending on if, uh, you know, uh, what's going on with the borders and stuff like that, they might play, they may never leave or they may play no games there at all. But West Coast, I think, are going to have a bad year. So that makes uh, Fremantle, that could be the dominant Western Australian team. And I'd love... I'm a big fan of, of the Dockers, even though I don't really know, I know five players, but I would love to see them have a big year. Um, having said that, as f- the highest I think they can go is the bottom half of the eight. So I'm going to say middle six. Yep, middle six for me as well, probably not making the eight. We have not disagreed on any of, of these rankings. Um, uh, let's see. So far, we have two teams uh, in the bottom. We have two teams in the middle and we have two teams at the top. So, you know, pretty good, actually. This oh, really? Is actually, I was, yeah, I was hoping it was going to be super lopsided where we had like 15 teams, you know, all in the top six. Whole, whole new era of professionalism. It's weird and not even planned. Okay, let's move on to the aging cats. I don't know if you know this, Will, but they're really old. They're dad's army. The cats, uh, they keep making finals, for God's sake. Um, can't hold that against them. They almost bloody snatched a bloody grand final two years ago against uh, Richmond up in Queensland. Um, it feels like everyone's waiting for them to fall off a cliff, but they just never do. You wrote them off. Like you've been writing them off for the last two years and they, and they haven't done it. Uh, I think they've put another 8,000 seats on the stadium. So that's, that's good. So, you know, they, slowly but surely that grandstand gets bigger. Um, who is their coach? Who is their captain? And who was last year's best and fairest? Uh, Chris Scott, Joel Selwood, I assume, is still their captain. I haven't heard anything to the contrary, but I don't know. Maybe that's one that did get changed over. Is is there a chance that Selwood stepped aside or something to let no. somebody else? Good lead, luck. Can you imagine being the guy like <laughs> captaining after Joel Selwood while he's still playing? That would be that would suck. Um, uh, and I would say their best and fairest was probably what would who would you say? I've got a s- suspicion. Menangola had a pretty good season last year. Had a very good season. Um, I was going to say Stewart, but did he get Stewart, injured yeah. for a little bit? I think he did. Uh, who else would it be? Zach Tui, maybe. Uh, I'm going to say Menangola. Um, that's, that's 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 my pick. But I think, but it's your turn. So, oh, um, not your turn. Okay. Um, oh, what about uh, Guthrie? You've always been right did so Guthrie, far. Did Guthrie have a 
good season. I, no, I think. Oh yeah, I always get Guthrie confused with Josh Caddy, and I know Josh Caddy was struggling to make Richmond's seniors, but I think yeah, maybe Guthrie did have a good and Dangerfield season. missed a lot of footy, didn't he? So yeah, and was banged oh. up all year, even when he played. He... Um, is there any other backman? Like Stewart's their best backman, isn't he? I feel like Geelong's that's a bit more like anyway. I'm going to say Stewart. Blitzars. Oh yeah, maybe Blitzars, Blitzars is also like, yeah, a good backman. Good um... Is there any danger that it was Reece Stanley? No danger. I've, uh, hang on, I've, I've got uh, Nick Raywald on the phone. No, no danger. <laughs> it's got something to Immediate say. reaction. No. He said, no um, danger. Okay, so you All want right. to go with Stuart. I, I'm happy to I'm happy to go yeah, with Stuart. but I'm not on, like, on very certain about it, to be honest. Okay. Mike? Oh, yeah, it is Stuart. I you're good at there this go. game. Three you're for actually, three. I'm great at this game. This is my new thing. You the really lesson, are. You know what the it's... lesson I'll learn out of this is? Don't try. Don't do anything. Don't try. <laughs> Don't prepare. Eat soup on a podcast. Oh, you know what? I'm going to celebrate with a spoonful of soup because we got one right. Fantastic. I'm going to have a spoonful of my soup. So the Cats um, uh, won a final, lost a final. Uh, they were very, they were very sick and beaten up by the time they got to the prelim. Um, I don't think anyone can hold that against them. They just were not in great shape. A virus had ripped through. Uh, so where do you place the Cats though? Because they're always thereabouts. I mean, it's easy to say they're going to finish top six, but like, I think on average, they say two teams every year drop out of the eight and obviously two come in. Is Geelong in danger of dropping out of the, the top eight this year? Not in, not in my opinion. I feel like they've, they'll make the eight. And then the question will be, yeah. they always win enough games to make the eight. You know, that's the thing we've learned about Geelong. And look, they're still, I mean, they've got Cameron and some players who are still, I mean, Hawkins is still oh, yeah. a very good player. Cameron's still like in an age demographic where he can be a really damaging player. I just feel like they play a lot of games in Geelong, which is a huge advantage. I feel like they make the eight, but whether they can then, you know, threaten teams like Melbourne and Brisbane, I'm still not sure that they're, they've got that. They'd need to discover something. I think they'd, they'd need to get everyone to play perfect seasons. They'd have to have a great run with injuries and they'd need one of their younger players to step up, I would, I would think, to be like a top four team. You know, the amazing thing is like two years ago or three years ago when they lost Tim Kelly and it was like, ah, oh, shit, you know, um, they got some draft picks, but they lose that gun. And then like he's been fine for West Coast, but not nearly as good a player as he was for Geelong. It's amazing when you think like in the moment you're like, well, that's, you know, that's them done. Or for West Coast, it was more like, well, they're, I mean, they're the premiership team and they've just in, inclu- injected Tim Kelly into that mix. How many can they win now? And then it's funny, like two years later, three years later, here we are. I mean, Tim Kelly is still amongst their best handful of players at West Coast, without a doubt. But he just doesn't have that. I mean, yeah, he had a well, particularly excellent couple of seasons at Geelong and um, and one superstar season. I think he's a really, really, really good player. But there'd be a, a bit of you that'd be like, oh, if you were Geelong, you'd still be aching for like to have like if. If Tim Kelly was like, you know what, Western Australia is actually pretty shit. I'd like to come back to Geelong. I think Geelong would be like, yeah, we can make that happen. Um, Foo Fighters didn't come to Western Australia, so I'm coming back to Geelong. (laughs) Let's move on to the Gold Coast. Uh, This is easy. This is my one. I know this. This is Stuart Jewell is the coach. Jared Witts is the captain. And the best and fairest is Tuke Miller. And that is the easiest best and fairest you'll get for any of the clubs. Uh, He was outstanding last year and has signed on a five-year extension to stay at the Sun. So it's pretty good. A couple of signings in the last few months for the Suns. Ben King staying on is great. And um, 
uh, and Tuke Miller extending. And so he'll be a, a son for life. I want Gold Coast to be good. I want them to be a strong side. I like Stewie Jew. I like Tuke Miller. I want them to be good. Jack Lukosius, as we know, the most boring pocket profile ever committed to print. Um, so if he goes at the end of the year, then no big loss. <laughs> he can go to Adelaide. That's fine. To, that's fine for me. Come bore some people in South Australia, Lukosius. <laughs> I just don't want another predictable year for the Suns, where it's like, ah, oh, the fucking you know they've won three games, but then Matt Rowell does his shoulder, and you know they're, they're, they're shit again. Like let's let's flip the script on um, Gold Coast. I would love it if Gold Coast were the bolters from the bottom four that no one saw coming. I just think that would be so great if all these guns like Isaac Rankin and Matt Rowell and Nora Anderson and, you know, even Mr. Boring himself, Jack Lacocious, if they finally just fucking clicked and Stuart Jew. Now, it'd be heartbreaking if they did click and then at the very end, uh, Tony Cochran's like, see you later, uh, Clarko wants to fuck my wife. And it's like, no, 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 Tony, you misunderstood. He wants to coach. It was an analogy. He, he, was, using it was, an he was using an analogy. Tony's like, no, 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 I've dropped her off at his place. I said, have fun. I, I had to give him a million dollars, but it's fine. <laughs> Clarko's like, all right, all right, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to give it back. Um, that's my dream, is for the Gold yes. Coast to be the bolters from the bottom half of the ladder. Well, you know what I'm going to say to you? I don't see I'm going to say to you, what? like Martin Luther King believed. He had a dream, you've got a dream, and I believe your dream is going to become a reality. I believe that the Gold Coast You're right. are going to be a middle six team. I think they've got the talent. I All think right. they're in the right demographic. I think that they must be buoyed by like people like Miller and like King committing long-term to the club, like Raoul already has. Like You've got this group of you know, Anderson, like these young gun players that seem to have bought into something. Like this is what, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, what, you know, could keep Stewie Dewey's job, like in a realistic sense is that they have all decided to stay because they love Stewie Jew and Stewie Jew then manages to turn that into results on the field and they finish just outside the eight or like even make the eight. But I would say more likely sort of like, you know, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, but have like a really good season, beat some good teams. I think, I think I could see that. I could see that happening. Like, I feel like that yeah. is like something that I would not be surprised by. Is there any way that Stewie Jew is safe? What if they win a grand final? Can they sack him if they win the grand final? Yeah, because then they're like, well, next year we'll win preseason and the grand final with Clarko, with this team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next team is the GWS Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, Showed some real grit last year. I was impressed. I wrote them off at the start of the year. I thought that they'd shot their shot their shot their shot mm-hmm. in 2019. But Leon Cameron showed that uh, he's got some more strings to his bow. Cornelio, by all reports, seems to be edging back to some kind of form. Toby Green out for the first five weeks because he assaulted an umpire. Um, I can't get a read on GWS. I can't work out if they're on the way down or the way up or they're just sort of middling. I really have no idea. I could. It wouldn't surprise me if they finished bottom six, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they made finals. So I'm just going to shrug my shoulders and say, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about what's going on here. I think now this is where we get our math starts to get a little um, wobbly Rubbery. when we start to put like a lot of teams in the one bracket, but I'm going to say they're middle six for me because uh, me too, <laughs> because I could see them making the finals. Like I think they could definitely have a season where they oh. make the finals. Okay. But I'm not well, sure that I'll they give you will the, make the finals. 
Yeah, give us the run of the card so far. I'll give the equation yeah. we have to solve. So we still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven teams to go. And we already have four teams in the middle six. So we can only pick two more from that 11 to go in the middle. So the rest of the teams have to go at the bottom or the top. Um, okay, so we have, um, we've got in the bottom, we have Adelaide and Collingwood as our two bottom six. Right. We have uh, Geelong, Essendon and Brisbane in our top six. And then we have Carlton, Frio, and Gold Coast in our middle six. Oh, and... Yep. And GWS. Yeah, yeah, and GWS. <laughs> and GWS, no, that's sorry. where I'm putting them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, the captain. Now, this is interesting because it was Cornelio, but I believe to alleviate the pressure on him, they went to co-captains this year. So I think it's... I believe it's like Josh Kelly, Josh Kelly, Cornelio, and... I think there's another captain. I think there's three captains at GWS. Coach is Leon Cameron. Is it a younger person still? Like it's it's, so it's of, back to a, like a Cal Ward or a no like no no no. It's definitely of, like it's, it's a of, next generation player. It, it's it's not next generation. It's of the I believe it's of the Cornelio Kelly sort of 2014 2015 bracket. Lucky Lucky Whitfield, or is maybe he too young and too? Maybe, I don't know if I've maybe I dreamt it. I could have sworn they were co-captains this year, but. Uh, uh, Cornelio Kelly and the best and fairest from last year would have been who do you reckon? Whitfield? I don't know. Who had a good year at I don't know. I mean Finlayson, but didn't he go? Like he went to another club last year. Yeah, he this didn't year. have like a he didn't have a best and fairest year though. Like uh, I mean it, Whitfield I always think of like I I I can't remember how many games he played, but I always feel like he's their most consistently high possession player. Kelly had a great season. Right. Uh, with Tim Taranto, I think, is the other captain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he I had, think it's Taranto. Good, I think he had a good season. All right. Let, okay. Let's say. <laughs> and Well, this is, this is your go. So you can, you can bloody uh, veto this or, or, or say pull the trigger. Oh, yeah. Okay. What are you going to say? Yeah. Okay. So Leon Cameron, coach, uh, best and fairest, Tim Taranto. Captains are a combination of uh, Cornelio, Kelly, and Taranto. Do you? Uh, I... <laughs> Absolutely have no idea. Wouldn't even know who else to guess other than Whitfield. So I'm going with yours, Charlie. Lock it in. Okay, Mike. How do we do? No, no, no that's no, Gold no, Coast. That's Gold no, Coast. Mike's giving us. So we're on GWS now, Mike. So I oh, know this is good. Yeah, Our producer. So Mike's, is... Mike's decided we've had an absolute shocker. We haven't named two Camilla or Jared Witts. Ah, oh, goddamn. Okay, so oh, the, so the captains Toby are Green. Toby Green, not Tim Taranto. Uh, which, yeah, okay, that's fine. And who was the best and fairest? Yeah. Oh, okay, Josh so Kelly was Josh Kelly were the best and fairest winner. Okay, so we fucked that up. Really, I mean, I'm so sorry, Will. I led you down a garden path. You know, I, I said, I felt like Josh Kelly was the safe bet. Even if I'd used my overrule, I would have gone with Whitfield. I wouldn't have gone with Kelly, so. Okay, all right. Um, okay, moving on to Haw Hawthorne. Uh, Sam Mitchell's Hawthorne. Uh <clears throat> I don't really know a lot about this club. I do know that their coach is Sam Mitchell. I know their captain is Ben McAvoy. Sorry, Charlie, what is the name of their captain? Big Boy McAvoy. Yeah, correct. Yes. <laughs> um, and their best and fairest winner, would it be Tom Mitchell? I mean, he played, didn't he, last year? Was it, was it Tom Mitchell? 
I mean, that seemed, that's the, that's a, like a Josh Kelly guess to say Tom Mitchell. That's the safe one. That's like, that's someone who doesn't know any other Hawthorne players. I know they had like a Kijitsky who's like a young guy, but I doubt that he won a best and fairest. Um, James Sisley, their best player, was out for, out for most of last year. I mean, it could be like a Gunston or a Bruce, one of those old fellas, but you don't think that they'd want to... Chad Wingard, maybe? Where are Hawthorne at? I, even just naming these players, I'm like, what is this team? No, I think it's like, it's got to be the Brownlow Medals because I didn't, I don't think I heard anything about it, right? Like, I don't, I can't remember, like, and you would have thought if it wasn't Mitchell, you know, it would yeah. be like, hey, this is the future of Hawthorne. This person won yeah. the best in Ferris. Yeah, I, and, I there is a, and there is a lot of talk about Hawks' future. Like, people are very bullish on their youth. And they're Hawthorne, so, you know, they'll be back in two years mm. and winning more flags again. Um, but I feel like this year, I mean, I kind of, I think it's kind of delicious, the idea of Sam Mitchell sucking at something, like mm. a guy who is so competitive and driven. Like, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall after a big loss, uh, a big Hawthorne loss, um, just to see how he grills him. I mean, I reckon, do you reckon there'd be a scarier coach out there than, Sam Mitchell to me isn't like, doesn't strike me as a yeller. But he strikes me as the kind of guy, like almost like a serial killer. Why, as as you know, he as he's talking to you, or as you're talking to him, you know, he asks you why you didn't put your head down and get that hard ball. You're talking to him. He's actually just thinking about the ways he could dismember you. Just like he's just yeah. not. His face is completely impassive, but he's just thinking about all the ways he could murder you. I, I believe if Clarko is the shark, right? Sharko, mm. you know, you've got their jaws soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was their Sam Mitchell. Well, Sam Mitchell is the only person who's defeated the shark, right? Roy like Schneider. He's the guy who, yeah. So he's like had the you know the shark. Chief Brody. On. He's yeah. He's gone behind the back of the shark. Really, he's undercut the shark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but uh, he's gone inside the mind of the shark and learned how to be a shark so you can beat the shark. So yeah, I think he would have some fear, but you also don't know what the player relationship's like with him because he was at the club. There's got to be some players there still who played with him, right? Yeah, Bruce and Gunston at least. Hmm. Yeah. And McAvoy. And weren't they um, the ones that didn't want him to be coach? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are you going to say? Who uh, who was their best and fairest winner? Tom Mitchell, is that what we're saying? We're going to lock that in? Yeah, Tom Mitchell. Um, okay. Tom All right, Mitchell, Mike, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're saying Ben McAvoy, captain, um, Sam Mitchell, coach, and Tom Mitchell, best and fairest. How do we do? Three for three. Three for three. Never doubt Anderson. NDA. That's what I'm going to say. Sign an NDA. I never doubt Anderson agreement. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're bottom six, right? Yeah. Is there a mark lower than that? Yeah, they're bottom six. <laughs> okay, let's no, They showed some to... signs at the end of last year. They had like a few good players, but bottom six. They're Hawthorne. You can just rebuild. You can just, they'll be fine. Um, okay, right. let's move on to the reigning premiers, a team you have a, a real fondness for. Uh, Melbourne, this time last year, uh, you and I both tipped that Melbourne wouldn't make the eight. <laughs> Would not make the eight. <laughs> there was a delicious irony because you... So you have enjoyed making fun of Melbourne. You've relished their losses. Yeah. You've really, really oh, enjoyed it. And there was a delicious irony. I think we even speculated mm. early in the season, wouldn't it be amazing if uh, the Bulldogs and Melbourne make it to a grand final oh, and they mate. beat you? Again, mate, like this is what I'm saying about not saying anything about Carlton because I literally said on the show last year, 
here's what's going to happen at the end of this season. The Bulldogs are going to play Melbourne in the grand final and they're going to beat us in the grand final. And all these things I've said about Melbourne are going to really blow up in my face. And you know what, Charlie? I was right. And it's a dangerous power that I have and I can't yeah. control it. <laughs> uh, okay. So Melbourne, um, coach is Simon Goodwin, captain is Max Gorn, best and fairest, Christian Petrarca. That's That seems yeah. like bloody shooting ducks in a barrel. Uh, podcast, Mike, how did I Clayton do? Oliver. What oh. about Clayton Oliver? Well, sorry, hang on. Can Mike. I just quickly before we go on, can I say Clay, Clayton Oliver had an incredible season? Is there a well, chance that he pulled? Because Petrarca to me feels like, yes, he's you know, probably a better big game player, but I feel like Oliver is a more consistent player. I don't know how right. they do their best and fairest at Melbourne, but. You're right. You're right. I actually, yeah, I jumped the gun a bit on that. I, okay. So, and you know, NDA, NDA never doubt Anderson. So I'm going to say. I'm going to change my answer, Mike. So let's say Max Gorn, captain, Simon Goodwin, coach, and Clayton Oliver as best and fairest. How do we do? Oh, Clayton Oliver. NDA. Let's I'm, get some honestly, merch made up. Just <laughs> Never doubt Anderson. I wonder if I could apply this to other areas of my life. If I just stopped <laughs> trying so hard at stuff, I'd be better. That's amazing. Like You really should not prep anything ever again. I mean, you do a stand-up show where you just make sharp shit on the spot. So maybe that's what this is. Like, yeah. this is what your stand-up has been gearing you towards. I think the problem with this podcast in previous years is just I've had a small amount of information. Never enough to yeah. be an expert, but too much to... It, it was just getting in my way. I did not know what to do with this, like, level of interest. And, yeah, in, particularly when I was working at Triple M and I'm hearing all these, like, high-level football conversations, suddenly you're like, that's not the way I've got to think about the game, Charlie. I've got to... <laughs> Just guess in blind hope and see if things work out. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Just wing it. I, th I think that is the two guys, one cope uh, approach to a T. Um, uh, Melbourne definitely, if not win the flag again, definitely make another grand final. If they stay injury free, they are such a powerful unit. I don't see who can take them down. Um, I think the Bulldogs gave them a fair shot, um, but they look... They look great, don't they? Like, it's funny how a premiership changes your perception of a team. Like, all that flakiness and stuff, I can barely remember it. I'm just like, oh, they're just, they're dynamic and powerful. And that midfield is just like, you think you, you can tag one player, but the other side will Relentless. get you. And then, yeah, and, and they're hungry. And Max Gorn can party. <laughs> like, I don't know if you saw, maybe you didn't because it was too hard, but the photos of him partying. Like, he's a big dude. Like, you know how they say, like, talent takes longer to spread around a big man? Well, I think alcohol takes a while as well because he had stamina. <laughs> he was partying for weeks. I mean, this is your hope. You hope they're Bulldogs 2017, right? That they've partied so hard over the off-season that they just won't be able to replicate it again this season. It was such a historic event, like, such a huge win for the club. Maybe they celebrated too hard because I know they did celebrate hard. Like, maybe they celebrated too hard. I think... The best hope for the rest of the competition is that they celebrated too hard because if they didn't, if they come back thinking we're here to establish a, a, a dynasty now, I think that they have the team that is capable of doing that clearly because there's players in that team who are going to be better than they are now, like a, yeah. like a bunch of them. Yeah, they're young. Their midfield is young. And I also think like I've been listening to a bit of Christian Petraka, um on podcast and on AFL 360 and stuff and – like, that dude is an outstanding individual. Like, I know the knock on him in his draft year was, oh, he's super cocky. Like, when he was 16, he said he wants to be a Hall of Famer and stuff. Mm. But 
Well, first of all, he's probably right. He's right. 100%. <laughs> he's just being honest. Locked, locked it in already. He was one of the <laughs> yeah. smartest 16-year-old kids. You should have got stock market tips from fucking that 16-year-old because he knew what he was talking about. Um, but I think he's going to be potentially the highest, play, mm. highest paid player going around. Like, he's so explosive and dynamic and people will pay money to see him when people feel a bit more comfortable about going back to the football. Like, I... I'm so envious and, and bitter about Melbourne, you know, ending their drought and stuff, but I can't help but love that list and the players. Like, they seem like good guys. Love Maxi Gorn. I think Christopher Track is great. Like, everything I've heard of him is great. Clayton Oliver's hilarious. I think there's there are a good bunch of guys and I want them to do well. That will only go so far. Here's what I will say too, though, is like, because I have, like, in, in a way, it's been good that the last, you know, four or five months of my life have been an absolute fucking nightmare because it has actually distracted me from things that like in a football sense, probably I would have really been hurt by seeing. And, <laughs> yeah. but it was so everywhere that you can't help, but at least seeing some of the things. And you realize this is how people get down rabbit holes where they believe different shit, because all I look for as a Bulldogs fan is any article that makes the Melbourne team look like pricks. Now yeah. all I want to do is believe that they're bad people and I won't read anything else. So eventually the algorithm will only feed me bad news stories about Melbourne and how they're terrible people. Well, there was this won't help that because Patrack was being so charming on 360 talking about the grand final. And uh, when Bont kicked that goal in the third quarter to put you to like, what, 20 points up or something like that? 19. And, 19. And... And, uh, and, and BT said, said so, he was going to win the Norm Smith medal and I said, shut the fuck up, BT. And I stand by it. <laughs> Jared said, so what were you thinking in that moment? And Chuck said, oh, we were shitting ourselves. We thought, oh, Bont's gone crazy. He's going to win the Norm Smith. <laughs> and it's like, mm. something so self-effacing because you won the Norm Smith. <laughs> you went crazy. You just kicked two goals like following that and then the team kicked 15. Oh, it's amazing. I love him. I think he's great. I want to see him do real well, just not against St Kilda. Yeah, I, I applaud what you're saying, and I would like the exception against the Bulldogs also. But yeah, against other teams, yeah, go your crazy, best, young man. You're good to watch. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Shinboners. Uh, finished okay. bottom last year, but I think put in a lot of mm-hmm. uh, uh, had a, a dire first half to last year. But then I think won a few games. That it was actually a pretty good year for bottom sides, like like Adelaide and Gold Coast and, and North actually had like, I think the minimum was like four wins, which is a good even competition. Uh, all the talk is around Jason Horn francis if that's actually his name. I might have got that wrong. He took a massive hanger in the community series. And from what all the, all the, all the bloody scuttlebutt is, this kid is ready to go and he could be, he could be anything. Um, that's exciting. I want North to do well as well, but I don't think they're going to be much better than maybe five or six wins for the year. So a bottom six team for me. Um, Will, who is their coach? Who is their captain? And who's their best and fairest from last year? Oh, David Noble. Oh, is it David? I was going to say John. Good thing. Right, David Noble. Yep. That sounds good. That's his, his son, right? John Noble. Is John oh, Noble shit. his son? What, who's, who's John Noble? He has a son play... that plays at Collingwood, I ah, reckon. Okay. David Noble. Um, uh, oh, their captain. Is Cunnington captain? Uh, no, uh, Jack Zebel, I believe, is the captain. Oh, Zebel, Zebel's captain. Um, who would have won their best and fairest? Ooh, it would be like a. Um, oh, he's got a name. Like, is it Urkel? No, Urquart. Urquart. Urkel. Urquart. No, it's like they've got a player. He's like a Ford. He's good. It's like Urquart. No. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Urkel. Urquart. No. Durkel. 
Erkin Erkin Stall. Erkel Merkel McGurkle. Are you speaking about Erkel Merkel McGurkle? He's got a funny name. I just can't remember what it is, but he's actually a pretty good player. Um, what is his name? Erquest. Erquest. Arquest. Anyway, I'm going to say uh, coach is David Noble, but captain is Jack Zebel, and best and fairest, Taron Taron Thomas, maybe? Uh, Jack Martin? Oh, no, he plays for Carlton. Jai Simpkin. Um, Jai what about um, the dude who's – what about the guy, Jai Courtney? <laughs> there was that guy who – That actor um, who was in Terminator. Uh, I mean, what about it, would actually, it wouldn't surprise me, by the way, if Joe Courtney played at North Melbourne because he's never been in anything good. So, <laughs> Take that, uh, Joe Courtney. I'm sure it's a big two guys, one cup fan. <laughs> um, um, I have no uh, idea who won their best and fairest. No. Oh, what about um, um, James, what's his name? Uniaki, Lucky, uh, yeah, Luke Davies, Uniaki. Yeah, no. Davies. LDU. No. But no, no, because no. I would have heard. No, in, they, I'm going on my theory of I would have heard about it if they won, right? Cunnington missed a bunch yeah. of games, didn't he? So it can't be Cunnington. Yeah. I, it's not. No, he was he was out most of last year. Um, okay. So who had a good season at North Melbourne? Urkel. I'm just, I'm like, just typing in North Melbourne. LDU. North Melbourne list. Simpkin. Cunnington. Terrence Thomas. Hang on, let me just bring up the North Melbourne list for this year. Okay, here we go. All right, so we've got oh Jaden Stevenson. He had a pretty good year, didn't he? So Jack Marnie, Jaden Stevenson, Jed Anderson, Bailey Scott. Did he have a good year? Jai Simkin, yeah. Jared Pollock. He looks like a goth. Um, Hugh Greenwood. They snagged him from Gold Coast because yeah, but that's Gold Coast. Yeah, so thought he, no one would he had pick a good year at Gold he Coast. Hasn't <laughs> Doesn't care. <laughs> Callum Coleman Jones, Ben McKay, 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 who's actually uh, Harry McKay's brother, but no one's ever seen him in the same room. Um, who's the player I'm talking about? Zerha. <laughs> Cameron Zerha. Oh, yeah, okay. Zerha. I knew it. Yeah, he did have uh, a good yeah, season. Uh, Cameron's, but I don't think he, no. Look, I'm looking at these names. No, based on the fact <laughs> that you couldn't name him. And you started with Urkel, and it's uh, I'm going to say no, it was not him. Uh, who, who I've no, I've this is like I'm I've never really thought about it, but I actually have no idea who their best player is. Jed Anderson, is he okay? Can he play? Jaden Stevenson can play. He wouldn't have won the best and fairest. Stevenson had a great season, but again, I'm just going on. I would have heard about it if yeah no I think he had a really good season Stevenson but okay did any of those names that I read out trig- trigger anything have you heard anything about um, Jack Marnie Jaden Stevenson Jed Anderson Aiden oh, for me if I had to guess like and it is an absolute fucking guess it would be between Simkin Thomas and um, who else was there? there was another one at Cunnington no. It's not Cunnington. So let's let's narrow it down to Simpkin and Thomas. Right, let's go Simpkin. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. All right. All right. Okay. I'm happy with that. Based on knowing nothing. <laughs> David Noble, Jack Zebel, Captain, and Jai Simpkin, Best and Ferris. How do we go? Three for fucking Will. Three N-D-A. for three. I'm going to some more A. to celebrate. That's it. NDA. I'm going to have a bloody... Our times have changed. For the whole season, I'm going to be sitting here eating soup Never having watched any of the games, haven't caught up with anything. Uh, are you also? I might win Supercoach. Are you also t- tipping them as a bottom six? Uh, there was a song by a Canadian rapper, an actor by the name of Drake, and he says, "I started at the bottom, 
but now I'm here. And the here for North Melbourne will be bottom six, but I think that they will have a much better season. And um, I could see them, you know, kind of finishing, you know, like, yeah, I mean, at that sort of top half of the bottom six. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we don't have a category for the top half of the bottom six. I, yeah, I reckon bottom six. Okay, let's move on. Port Adelaide, the power, humiliating exit from the finals last year. Mm. I cannot, mm-hmm. in recent memory, cannot think of a more humiliating finals loss than the way they went down to the Bulldogs. It wasn't just the fact that they lost, it was how they lost. Just without a yelp. Like the Bulldogs looked so hungry and Port looked like, it was like, it looked like the first time they'd ever played a game of football. They were so overwhelmed. Now, they've had a good record. They're like Brisbane. They've been thereabouts prelims the last few years. Like if, 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 if you're going to say that Brisbane are primed to maybe win a flag or at least play in a grand final, would you say the same thing about Port this year? For some reason. No, isn't that weird? Right? Like, it feels, if, well, I think the thing is that like Brisbane only had their ass kicked by Melbourne and Melbourne proved that they could kick everyone's ass, yeah. right? Whereas like, Port Adelaide got their ass kicked by the people who got their ass kicked by Melbourne, which puts you down a rung, I think. So just in that, if you're ranking them all, I feel like they are still maybe a top six. Oh, yeah. But if a team had yeah, – I don't know. Like if a team had to have a drop, mm. I feel like that, that final might actually really hurt Port Adelaide. I mean, Ollie Wines is a gun. Like, I mean, they've got a whole bunch of – like good young players, I guess their list is still at a point where like, you know, they should be, but if I was just going to pick a team like that, that might be the one that slid a few places, I reckon Port Adelaide could be that team. Okay. So coaches can Hinkley best and fairest has to be Ollie Wines because he's a Brownlow medalist. And then I think it's Tom Jonas is their captain. I believe Tom Jonas yes. is their captain. Does that sound Correct. right to Unless you? Unless it's changed. Unless, well, Jonas was last season, unless they've like, is they haven't made Ollie Wines co-captain. No, let's just go with that. Yeah. Um, okay, because okay. he was captain. So, Mike, we'll go Hinkley coach, uh, Jonas captain, and Ollie Wines best and fairest. How do we do? Three for three, NDA. Three for three. You know what? We, you know what, Charlie? We've we've actually underestimated this. We are football experts. <laughs> Because we can guess, because we can guess the coach and the best and fairest. I know. I mean, I actually listened to a few uh, footy podcasts this week just to sort of like try and get up to speed, and I was like, Mm. "Oh my god, these guys are so not like they're they're referencing like particular home and away games from three Mm. years ago. Oh, it's like in round eight when blah blah blah. I'm like. We don't know fucking anything. But it turns out we know everything, Will, particularly who the captain, coach, and best and fairest yeah. is. <laughs> I was going to say, when you were listening to any of those other preseason football podcasts, did they do their regular segment where they try to identify who the captain, coach, the, the and most best and basic the facts of, of a team are? Um, okay, so you're, this is interesting. This is, might be the first time we digress. Okay. So you're going to, are you going to say middle six? Because I'm going to say top six. I am going to say middle oh. six. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I've got to have some room in my top six. How many people have I got in my top six already? Four. Yeah, the top six. Yeah. I've, got, I've, I've got to save a little space okay. in my top six. Three, so four, Port but, Adelaide are going to have to. Well, okay. But now you've got five in your middle six. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting all, I mean, we're in the final third. All, it's okay. So it's, they're getting quite full. So you're going to say middle six. Mm. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say top six for Port Adelaide. I still think they've got oh. shots left, but I feel like, 
if Ken Hinckley, if they have another bad final series, then they will chase him out of South Australia. They don't like him. All I'm saying, Charlie, is I think we, just off the top of my head, without even going through the rest of the teams, I can think of at least three other teams that I need to fit into my top six so that only has two more spots left. <laughs> okay. So, unfortunately, Port Adelaide is not going to make it. All right. Richmond uh, had a down year last year. Mm-hmm. It was a maybe you'd say contraction. Are they ready to expand again? They get Dusty back after his severe kidney injury. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost a couple of plays. Uh, but I don't know. It's, I can't get a read. So, Grimes is out. I think Grimes is not playing the first few games. Because she just had a baby, right, with Elon Musk. So. <laughs> I think actually Grimes is even the new captain. I think Trent Cotchin gave up the captaincy this year. So I'm going to say Dimmer Hardwick is the coach. Isn't there co-captains? Oh, I know there's co- co-captains. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Toby. Toby Nankervis and... Nank, the big Nank. The big Nank and, and Grimesy, Grimey, Grimey Grimes, Dylan yeah. Grimes. And I'm going to say they're best and fairest from last year. Who would that be? Was Grimes, wasn't it? Wasn't that? I, wasn't he their best and fairest? As well, yeah. Well, well, NDA mate, never Dale Anderson. So let's, uh, Mike. I think. I think that we're going to lock I that think in. That's well. Yeah, I think so. I think I heard that. Yeah. I think I actually. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Let's lock it in. We're gonna, Grimes. Yep. Grimes. Three for th- three for three, three for three. We're gonna. Yeah, mate. Like the t-shirts we're gonna have printed up is NDA, mm. and then underneath it's gonna say three four three underneath it. I'm going to change my name to Will NDA. <laughs> it's the same letters. It's fine. I'm just rearranging them, Wordle style. Uh, where do you think Richmond are going to? Well, how do you reckon they're going to go this year? Because it's a, they're they're the unknown quantity, aren't they? Like I tipped them to win another flag last year, and then they they sort of had a slow start, and then it looked like they were gaining a shit ton of momentum towards the middle of the year when they beat you guys, and then they just ran out of puff. They had just too many injuries. Trent Cotchin playing angry. I think that's one thing I'm going to look forward to this year is another year of Joel Selwood and Trent Cotchin just just been a, a yard slower and so having to kind of just like punch guts and elbow and knee just a bit more. Um, but they could bounce back fairly quick. I mean, you've got to remember there's a bunch of young players in there too who just could not get a game in that side and they've cleared out quite a few players. So who knows what they've got cooking down at Punt Road. Um, I'm going to say middle six though. Because I just don't know. I think if they do make finals, I think it'll be at the bottom end, the tail end of the finals. Charlie, earlier on, uh, you offered me some Port Adelaide. And I said no, because I was saving a little oh, room right. in my top six. Pud. Just a little pud. And uh, little right now, uh, you'll be realising why. Uh, yeah, I think Richmond are a top six. Right. I think Richmond bounce back. I don't know if they have... I just look at Bolton and guys like that that... You know, they've got enough of that top ends, you know, guys that could still, you know, do it one more time, I think. Yeah. With enough of that, like, you know, young talent to – I'm not saying that – I don't think that they're, you know, necessarily a top four, but I do think they're a top six team. Yeah, so I'm going to put them in my top six. Do you think that Bolton goes into the middle now that Cochin sort of lost a yard or two? I mean, he's such a wiry, live wire half forward, but he's also so dynamic. It, could you throw him into the middle, you think? Bit of both, yeah. I think Richmond like to do a bit of everything anyway. They have enough guys that they can just like run through the middle and then play all over the ground. I think they'll be, you know, I mean, yeah, I think Richmond are a top 16. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say they're a middle six side for me. Uh, all right. Now we get to the Saints. Now, 
I've been thinking a lot over summer about how I can help mm. my club because this oh, is yeah. a make or break Good. year for St Kilda. We had a breakout year in 2021. Disappointing year because injuries. Looks like the injury curse has happened again. Nick Caulfield does his knee in the preseason. Uh, uh, Jack Billings does a hamstring in the Community Cup. Uh, Hunter Clark, who was looking like he's having a, he's about to take that step up. That we all thought he was going to take. Does his AC, so he's out for six weeks, I think. And it's all feeling very St Kilda. So I think I want to come up with a slogan that sort of mm. sums up what it is like to be St Kilda because. We we are just as disappointing as Melbourne. We have such we have just as many quirks as Richmond. Mm. So what do you think about guys? You think killing me, as in it's just like we have it right in front of us, but you just think killing me. Like Paddy McCartan, we delist him, our number one draft pick. He's been picked up by the Swans. He's been turned into a backman. From all reports, he's a pretty good backman. He's probably going to finish like top ten in the best and fairest this year, and you'll be like, guys. Guys, you think killing me. Or how about like our AFLW side, uh, Georgia Patrikios, easily our best player. She decided she wasn't going to play this year because she wanted to do her own research. Oh, guys, you think killing me. You think killing me. Hunter Clark has had a great preseason, burning up the track, ready to take that step into the midfield to help out Jack Steele. He goes in way too hard for a ball in a preseason game, pops his shoulders. Oh, guys, you think killing me. I mean, he's, I, th- I think this is the problem, Charlie, is that we've never really, you know, leaned into, you know, I think making fun of St Kilda because it's felt like it's punching down. <laughs> I think that that's been the problem. It feels like Melbourne never felt like punching down because Melbourne come with, you know, all that Melbourne stuff at the very least, right? But MCC stuff, yeah. yeah. Like, let's just not pick on St Kilda. But I think maybe, like, for the sake of St Kilda, this is the year that we have to embrace, you know, challenging St Kilda. Like, you know, making fun of St Kilda. Yeah. And maybe this is the year of a, you have St Killing Me. Yeah, you're St Killing Me. You're like, it's just, it, I mean. Luke Dunstan was your best player last year and you traded him. Well, your second best player last year and you traded him. You're St yeah. Killing Me. Yeah, <laughs> you're St Killing Me. Uh, you know, and this is not a slide on, on Zach Jones. I hope he's getting the help he needs, but we opened the Danny Frawler Centre for Mental Health and then Zach Jones needs to take uh, leave for personal reasons. Oh, isn't killing, isn't killing me. me. Like it's just all yeah. these things that you, you just, you just isn't killing me. I mean, I am willing. It happened last year too with the tips. I never tipped against St Kilda and then I started tipping against us and we started winning. Yeah. It's the Costanza principle. Right. It's got to be the opposite. So... I'm not hopeful of this season. I'm nervous. I'm very, very nervous. I think that for some reason I've got this bad feeling we're going to lose in round one. It's just going to set a bad tone and they're going to be killing me. You know what the thing is? Like, let's go the, let's go the Costanza even further. Let's, let's not have a festival of football this year. Let's have a festivus of football this year. We can gather yeah. around the AFL goalpost, uh, festivus <laughs> style, and we can do the traditional airing of grievances. And we need to air our grievances, and you particularly, Charlie, need to air your grievances about oh, the St Kilda so Football many. Club in a safe space. And I think that's got to be the theme of the show this year is can we neg St Kilda to the flag? I'm not sure if you remember this, but before round one last year, Max King was late withdrawal because he got hit in the head with a golf ball. <laughs> you're St killing, killing me. You were St killing oh, me. You were St killing me here. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I think... We, I think we're a middle six team. I don't think we're quite as bad 
as, uh, as some people seem to be rating us this year. I could see us sneaking into the finals as well, but I feel like we're more a top. I think I think we're I think we're more like a anywhere between sort of like ninth and thirteenth. Where do you see the Saints? Uh, how much room have I got left in my middle six? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. This is your last one. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not even going to feel bad about this. Uh, bottom six. I think they're no good. Bottom six. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't make the finals. Series of things that will happen during the season. Should I be saying the same thing too? Should I be saying bottom six as well then? Is that like how it works? We both have to say it for it to come true? Or is it just you? I mean, Who's got I the magic know. power? I don't know. All right, I'll say it as well. Yeah, we're bottom six. We're gonna, we'll are gonna lose to North Melbourne and Adelaide this year. Does good. that work? This is that? good stuff. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> I hope this is working. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the Swans. Uh, mm-hmm. Made the finals last year, unlucky to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, they look good. Buddy, no coincidence that they've scheduled the first two games for Sydney in Sydney because he's five goals away, I believe, from uh, the magical thousand. Um, it's weird, isn't it, that they – do you remember when they he signed that deal? Everyone was like, nine years, oh, my God, what a waste of money, what a ridiculous – Fuck, mate. Like, this has been possibly one of the greatest trades ever made. Like, in terms of getting turnstiles clicking over, tick. In terms of getting them to a grand final, tick. And now he's there to kind of shepherd in this new era of the Bloods. Like, I think he, this year, or, I mean, he could maybe even go one more year after this, but this is where, this could be the most romantic, uh, you know, story of the year is Buddy Franklin gets his thousand goals, the Swans get into a grand final. He becomes a premiership player at two clubs. Right. I'd be okay with that story. You know what the thing is too? Because it would be so – like because that's the one knock on the contract. Because I think on any other level, you can't say this is anything but a good investment by the Swans. The only oh, yeah. level you could say is like that he hasn't delivered them a premiership. But like like in 2016 against the Bulldogs, he – he did everything that he could possibly do on one leg to deliver them like a premiership. <laughs> like he was, you know, right up until, you know, the final play, basically, he was like in that game and was the one person who looked like that he could um, actually, you know, win it for them. So I think he has repaid them, you know, just in every way. However, what you're saying, that idea that he would actually get to, you know, play in a grand final, win a grand final, and that's his final You'd like to think there'd be a bit of like, you know, they'd just be like, drop microphone. Yeah. And, you know, he gets, he gets out the old gold chain. <laughs> gets out like, you know, and just like says, this is it. I'm just going to party for the rest of my life. I just love that for years, the number 100 was synonymous with Buddy. But we're only five goals away from that being supplanted yeah. by Buddy's 1,000. <laughs> That's a completely zero. different meaning. That's what he does. He just gives out the old necklace and he just adds an extra <laughs> zero. Can you imagine he has like a gold necklace? It's just it's 100, diamond encrusted. <laughs> I hope so. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm going to say top six. I don't know if I actually even have enough room left for top six. One, yeah, two, they would three, be four, five. If I put them in the top six, mm. it means the Bulldogs can't go in the top six. If yeah. you one, two, three, it's four, the same. Five. Yeah, the, you're the same. This ones would be this ones would be my seventh team in my top six. Yeah. And if so I thought you... it through, I probably would have said the Swans are in the top six and Geelong aren't. Like I guess if I was yeah, like yeah. in retrospect, but I want to stick with the way that we do it, Charlie. I don't want to like okay. get to the <laughs> end and jig it all around. 
I want to yeah. like be stuck for spaces at the end and desperately trying to squeeze people in. So I'm going to say, yeah, the Swans, Top I reckon six. the Swans, will, they'll make the finals, but I reckon yeah. they're in the middle six. Oh, oh okay. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Mm. All right. So you're saving space for the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, West, the West Coast Eagles. We've already talked about a little, them a little bit at the top. Um, just remarkably bad luck this year. And I mean, we've talked often in the last few years about how much we like this West Coast team. We like the players, you know, we, we like the, the cut of their jib. This would be much more poetic justice for that asshole team of the mid-2000s with all the wankers. Mm-hmm. It seems unfair that it's happening to this team of good guys. Don't you reckon? Yeah, because the lesson is that you've got to be wankers. That's, yeah. what, that's the lesson <laughs> that's what you learn out of this. <laughs> And like the lesson that I've learned is I should never prepare for this show again. The lesson they would learn is you've got to be a wanker. So um, who is their captain? Shannon Hearn? Oh, shit. We didn't do if we Did we forget about captains? For, well, let's go back. Um, oh, Kilda. Uh, Brett Ratton, Jack Steele, and Jack Steele would be my guess. Correct. If I had to guess. Mike, we don't need you. I'm the expert on that. Uh, Sydney would be John Longmire. Oh, is it uh, Dane Rampy? Do they have yeah, co-captains in Sydney now? They might have co-captains. Josh Jake, Kennedy Jack, still Jake, captain? Jake Lloyd? Is Josh, Josh Kennedy still a captain? Or did he step back, Josh Kennedy? I don't know. And 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 their best and fairest would be Isaac Heaney? I don't. I have no idea. I know they had a good year, but I don't know who their best players were. Papley? Jake Lloyd? I don't. Yeah. Oh, Jake Lloyd did win a best and fairest because I think a lot of people did message us to say, hey, here you go. He's that guy you don't know. Proud to say, still don't know what he looks like. Yeah, but I think that was a couple of seasons ago. Rampy had oh, a good season. Who else had a good season? Um, uh, what about um, old mate, the forward that had a great season? Callum um, Mills? No. Uh, no. I, oh, yeah, Callum Mills. Yeah, he had a pretty good season. Um, um, uh, 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 Elliot Golden? Oh, yeah. Um, Is that his name? I don't know. Like, did one, did one of their, like, you know, like kind of traditional old like, like did Parker have a really good season or oh yes like Parker I think won their best mm. and fairest because there was talk about him coming to the Saints and it was like oh wouldn't that be great if we got a, a best and fairest winner so I'm going to say Captain John Longmire Parker best and fairest and then Captains Dane Rampey and Jake Lloyd is that what we're going to go with come on NDA I, I, I nah I no I, I, NDA's Rampey, shaking yes. his head what and no, Rampy, yes. Okay, but not co-captains. Oh, no, I don't know. I reckon they have co-captains, but I don't know who they are. So I'm happy to go with Lloyd as a co-captain. I don't know who they're co-captains. Okay, okay Mike, uh, we're going to say John Longmire, Best and Ferris, Luke Parker, and a combination of captains. We think that Dane Rampy is definitely one of them and maybe maybe Jake Lloyd. Callum Mills. Okay, Callum Mills and Luke Parker okay. are the captains. <laughs> Okay, so Luke Parker did win the best in Ferris. Callum Mills and Luke Parker are the captains. Yeah, okay, okay. great. Um, all right, back to West Coast. Um, Coach Adam Simpson, Captain Shannon. So when I said definitely Dane Rampey, it definitely was not Dane Rampey. Is I think what we should, for the record, when we're saying I'm so good at this, I think we should back over when I said definitely lock in Dane Rampey. One of the answers was not Dane Rampey. Um, okay, so... Um, Shane, Shannon no Hearn? soup for me. Is Shannon Hearn the captain? Yeah, Shannon Hearn. Um, yes. And I, then, I'd say he probably still is. And then best and fairest from last year. Was it like Oscar Ad, Oscar Allen or something? Uh, what midfielders have they got? 
Elliot Yo had a good season. No, yeah, but he was injured for the first part of the year. He came in late. Um, okay. um, I think. What about the dude who kicked the goal, Dom Sheed? Dom Sheed is he? Is he oh, good? Yeah, he's always good. Who, what about the other um, guy who punched the Brayshaw? Um, you know, old Punchy McGee. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, you know, old bloody um, fisticuffs. <laughs> what about what about Tim Kelly? Okay, I look. I just. I'm so tired. Let's just let's just say let's say Tim Kelly. Yeah, I know. The best and it's fairest. late, isn't it? We Shannon Hearn for captain. I've made Adam peace Simpson. myself. Adam Simpson for captain. Uh, Mike, how did we do? Captain Luke Chewy. Okay, Luke got Shui. that wrong. Adam Simpson. Yeah, yeah Adam yep. Simpson, the coach. You got that right. Best oh, and fairest. Of Nick course. Nat. What do you mean, of course? Yeah, he had a great season, Nick Nat. Did he? He had a great season, Nick Nat. Yeah, okay, I didn't know that. All right, sure. Um, okay, where do you see West Coast? Bottom six. That's easy, right? And I think bottom, bottom six, six lock is it in. Cool. All right. Good. Bottom six. And finally, the Western Bulldogs. Uh, well, yeah. you'll know the answer to this, so let me have a guess. Uh, Coach Luke Beveridge. Captain is Marcus yep. Montem Smelly. And I'd say Weston Ferris was, well, it's always hard with the Bulldogs because you've got so many good midfielders. Like, even though Bont mm. polls high in the brown low, like, it could have been, like, a McRae or a Dunkley or, or something Libba like that. Libba had a good, great season. McRae had an excellent season. Bailey Smith had an excellent season. Uh, I'm going to say Bont and Pelly won your best and fairest, though. Yeah, and you would be absolutely correct. <laughs> yes, NDA Mark two. Okay, Bulldogs, interesting prospect. Um, made a grand final. But the most of the year, the last year, you had Josh Bruce, who was your leading goal kicker. Now, Bruce, you won't be back, you wouldn't mm. think, at least until, what, like the last third of the season? Yep. Can you hang in there until you get him back? And when he comes back, will he will he be able to contribute, seeing as he's had a year of football? Well, what's your vibe on the doggies? Um, I hope they'll be good. I think that um, there's no reason that we shouldn't be a top six team. That's what I would say. Like, you know, I think that the Bulldogs were the second best team in it last year. Like for most of the season. I know that we, that's not where we finished at the end of the season, but I do think we were the second best team in it last year. I think Melbourne were, you know, a step ahead of us for sure. But I think we were the second best team in it. Um, I, I, we need some luck though, and we need some players to step up. You know, we need Jamara to play if um, Bruce isn't going to play. And we need... Norton to have the season he's been threatening to have, you know, like if Norton could become the best forward in the game, the midfield, you'd think as long as we don't get injuries, like it's all good. You know, like if you talk about Smith and like, you know, Bont and Liber and all those guys, McRae, they're all still in the, pro in fact, really should be coming into even better years than the years that they've already had. Um, there's a lot of youth, you know, we've obviously still got a problem in the ruck. Any chance we can get Bailey Smith wearing a shirt this year? I hope not. <laughs> For the sake of the AFL, like we've got to get people back to the football. In fact, I, I think we should lobby that he doesn't play in a shirt. I feel like we should just like body paint him, like with his like you know, and he just plays in that. My um mate who lives in Brisbane has two teenage daughters who a have no interest in football, and b no idea um, about any teens but bailey smith is like he's like a teen idol like they were talking about him and they're saying how all their mm. friends they share photo when he when he posts a new shirtless photo like mm. all the girls in their group i think like they're they're between like 13 and 16 his two daughters they go berserk 
it's like bloody Corey Haim. <laughs> like they just love it. Like it's insane. Number one social media following in the AFL. And you warned me not to follow because I might get flagged and I have had to unfollow. Um, but occasionally I'll dip in to see what Baz Lenk is doing. And it's, it, it's, it, it feels wrong. <laughs> like it doesn't feel like, it feels like, I feel like, I feel like I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. He, um, is a good looking cat. <laughs> he is a, like, it feels like he is also like, you know, a really highly professional athlete, but he's so shredded. Like, you know how like there's athletes yeah. and then there's like bodybuilders and ne not yeah. necessarily they're the same thing. Like if you're training your body to be a great endurance machine or, or, or acceleration machine, you know, you might have like a kind of a weird, like Buddy Franklin doesn't have, abs and shit and he's this incredible athlete and fantastic footballer no. bailey smith seems to have both he has this like cartoon like superhero body and he's also like a really good footballer it fucking pisses me off i mean he looks like a male model like that's why yeah. you can follow his instagram even if you don't follow football because all the shots are just like oh yeah i imagine this is some cool you know hit male model right he does also look a bit like the modern incarnation of warwick kappa like there is a lot of the whiz in he's these posts. Modern take on Warwick. Don't you reckon? Yeah. Like it's the gold chains. It's like the shirtless, like he's often just yeah. in like blue jeans, you know, shirtless posing against like a, a wall at the beach. It's like if he had like a pink Lamborghini in the background, you know, and Joanne Kappa was there or the equivalent of Joanne Kappa, it would not surprise me. It's interesting like how big a star he has become though, isn't it? Because he is kind of, a bit unlikely and i wonder if he set out to do it or whether it was something that just because it from early on there was a very like you know and we I, yeah we identified this which was there was a certain style and tone to his instagram <laughs> posting that was very you know like shirtless yeah. mostly uh, very so jailbait <laughs> <laughs> very jailbaitish uh post <laughs> like yeah um the sort of like like sometimes his Instagram would look like the sort of photos you might expect if like, say you went to visit like, you know, an older gay friend of yours and they like had like a bunch of expensive sort of like portrait yeah. photographs on their walls yeah. in their house. Yeah, that's right. Like, Maple Thorpe portraits or something like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. It's like, is Maple Thorpe doing <laughs> Bailey Smith social? Uh, I would, it's funny too, like you think that kind of profile would just make him this huge target on the field. Like yeah. you think that these opposition, like people or the fans would be laying into him, but is he, he plays hard? What? He's super yeah. tough. But also, he plays hard. is it also that we're kind of a bit stunned by how beautiful he is? Like, don't you I think, think there is that? <laughs> it's like, it's hard to, what are you going to make fun of him for? Like his amazing football ability or his like movie star good looks. Like it's really hard to, to slag him. Oh mate, you're incredibly popular with young women. Yeah. And really good at football <laughs> and play it the right way. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so, all right, well, we have the book. Okay, so let's yeah. do a quick tally here. So you have... Um, one space left in the top six, the Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs, which I've added there. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, and how many have you got in the bottom six? One, two, three, four, five, six. There you go. So I think yep. we've actually done it evenly. This mm -hmm. is different to last yep. year. I think I have made a mistake, though, where I have two teams in the middle six, but 
more or less the same as you. So that's maybe this is we're turn, you know new leaf for two guys one cup and a new professional two guys one cup where yeah, you I come so. in totally unprepared and guess at mm. things and I agree with the guesses and then they turn out to be right. Yeah, and just a bowl of soup that I can eat for an hour. <laughs> yeah, just clink clink clink. <laughs> Now that we have this HD video. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap it up there. That is our season preview. Uh, uh, good luck to your teams playing this week, uh, starting with the... Oh, uh, do we have to do tips? Oh, or are we doing oh yeah, yeah. Let's do what are we tip. doing about tips? Yeah, let's do tips. What are we doing about tips this year? Are we doing them on the podcast? Uh, what do you want to do? Now, let's do them on Instagram. Okay. We'll do it on Instagram, but we have to do it early. So, right. I mean, you're probably, okay. you're probably missing this. Um, you're probably missing... Like by the time you hear this, the tips have probably already gone up on Instagram. If you're oh, new to the show, okay. we do our tips the day of, or, or, or normally on a Thursday, but um, because the round starts on a Wednesday, we'll be doing it the day of. That's what we'll do, right? So after the after the pod comes out, we'll do our tips in the afternoon. Um, is there anything else to that we need to mention? No, I think that's it. Um, so you can follow us at, at Two Guys One Cup AFL on in Twitter and Instagram. And if you like this podcast, you might like some other podcasts we do at tofop.com. Yeah, so we have another podcast called Tofop that is like this, but just not quite as much footy talk. We have a show called Fofop where Charlie and I you know, swap uh, hosting roles. Uh, at the moment, it's been mostly Charlie and other people because I don't know if I mentioned this during the podcast, Charlie, but I've had a lot on. A I don't even have time to eat a bowl of soup without doing it while we're doing this. Um but uh, I am going to come back also and start doing some faux pop episodes. So Charlie will host one week. I'll host the next week and we'll get back into that regular schedule very soon. And uh, I have just recently um, uh, put on some shows on the Northern Rivers to raise some money for um, flood, the flood relief. Um, you know, obviously, Charlie and I both live in the Northern Rivers and there's been massive floods and a lot of people um, have had their lives completely decimated. So... Charlie's been doing some actual practical hard work and I've decided my skill set and the way that I can contribute is not getting my soft hands dirty, <laughs> but to go and do some shows. So I'll be doing uh, the next two Saturday nights at the Brunswick Picture House. If you happen to be in the Northern Rivers, all the money that is raised from those shows uh, goes to local community charities that are listed on the website. Um, and also um, I am doing a big gala performance uh, at Twin Towns with Tom Gleason, Kitty Flanagan, Ellen Briggs, and Mandy Nolan, which is also flood relief. And after that, I'm doing my Will Logical and What You're Talking About Will shows in Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. They are all on sale at the moment, so it'd be cool if you bought a ticket and came along. Yeah, just a little note on the floods too. I did donate a bunch of clothes um, to a few charities, and so I was going through my drawers, and I ordered a St Kilda training Guernsey last year the black one the black uh, cross one but um i ordered a size too small so that's a brand new saints training guernsey so for anyone out there who's lost everything well at least you've got a one size too small saints train training guernsey hopefully coming your way so keep your eyes peeled in the northern rivers yeah and uh i was going to give out some bulldogs merchandise but i mostly had scarves which didn't seem appropriate <laughs> at the moment all right that's two guys one cup for this week play on not 15 Bo. We are two guys, one car.